Welcome to The Marketers Take Wing. The challenges and the setbacks, the lessons learned from failures, and the joy of overcoming obstacles. This podcast is a celebration of the marketer's journey. The highs, the lows, and everything in between. If you are a marketer looking for inspiration, or you just enjoy a good story about business growth and personal development, this podcast is for you. As a marketer, you understand that social media is not the real full story. Everything is polished and perfected and made to look like you have everything in place. I'm starting this podcast to give you an inside look of what it really takes to have a marketing business, what it really takes to be self-employed, and things you learn along the way. So if you can learn from our mistakes, even better, (laughs) you don't have to repeat them. I fell into marketing and maybe you were in a similar situation. I've met so many marketers who've learned marketing either in college or through their corporate position where I had a small business and had to learn marketing on the go. But I fell in love with it and I've now been doing marketing for over 20 years. My name is Gail Knott. I'm a business growth coach and a marketing consultant with Take Wing Coaching. In this very first episode of Marketers Take Wing, I want to share how I fell into marketing, how I fell in love with it, and lessons learned along the way. I'm Filipino-American, and my dad especially really wanted me to become a nurse because that's a stable job. You can always get a job. And when they're older, when my parents are older, I would know how to take care of them. (laughs) Not that I wouldn't want to do that, But I knew that nursing wasn't the career for me. I knew I needed something where I knew I needed a career where I felt more independent. And I didn't think I'd find that independence in a hospital working with a team of people. While I was subject hopping in college, I remembered how much I loved science. At the same time, the World Wide Web was becoming a thing. And I was totally addicted to what we can find on the web today. Oh, that doesn't sound right. I just love this idea of hopping into this online world and finding any kind of information that you wanted. After a brief stint at working at a startup, I started contracting and freelancing, hopping from project to project. And I love that freedom of being able to do something, be able to solve a problem, and then move on to the next project. The funny thing is, even though I was making websites, I wasn't part of the marketing department. I was really more part of the IT department for most of the companies I worked at. And I remember being annoyed with marketing departments because the ones I worked with didn't really understand how people used websites and how their potential customers used websites to help them in their buying decisions. At my last contracting job, I was stuck in this room in the middle of the building. There was no windows. And my internal client, someone who worked at another department in the company, was yelling at me because I made a mistake on the site that I was building for this department. Not realizing that the term she was using is different than what the term actually meant. I believe it was something to do with a pop-up window. So she meant one thing. I delivered on what I thought she meant. And it was just a small little project. Honestly, I could have fixed that issue in probably less than an hour. But she yelled at me over the phone and my crazy ass just yelled at her right back. So I did not stay at that job. I had left that day and they also fired me. I don't remember if I quit or if they fired me first. And this was all during the dot bust. The startups were failing. Businesses were closing. 
And I was burnt out by then from this whole situation. I decided to do something completely different and become a massage therapist. (laughs) I used to massage my friend's back and he would say, oh, this was really good. You should pursue this. And I thought maybe I could. It sounded like a dream career. I found a good massage school. They said, oh, you could start your own business doing that. And so I did. I built my massage practice pretty quickly with networking referrals and a yellow page ad and Craigslist. My schedule was getting full, but I did not feel fulfilled. And I was thinking, what's next? I started a spa party business, worked with multiple practitioners, and eventually opened up a wellness center. I had this big facility. It was 5,000 square feet. And at our peak, we had over 40 practitioners working at our center. With a bigger business, I had to do more marketing, open houses, collaborating with the Chamber of Commerce, doing direct mail, email marketing, and social media. I saw that other businesses were advertising on social media, and I thought if they could do that, I could do that too. I started teaching myself how to use social media, and then I took a class with Mari Smith, who is still a Facebook consultant, and learned how to market my business on social media. Other people started seeing what I was doing and asked me to help them. And it became this side business of helping other business owners use Facebook and Twitter to attract their ideal clients to their business. In 2009, the recession really hit our business hard, and I decided to close our wellness center and focus just on social media with the help of a of coach who was actually helping me work out all these ideas, I was feeling again burnt out by my business and wanted to do something different. Social media was perfect because I could work from home. It could just be me and maybe a small team. I was already doing it and I didn't really have much competition. There weren't a lot of other businesses that were offering social media services. At first, I was doing the social media myself but then slowly hired new people to work with me, got more clients, but again, not feeling very fulfilled. So again, I was in a situation where I was trying to figure out what do I really want to do when I grow up? As that was happening, I scaled down my business. As clients left, I didn't replace them. As employees moved on to other opportunities, I didn't replace them. But I scaled back down to just me and one other assistant offering consulting. As that was going on, my husband was also dissatisfied with his career and wanted to do something that our business coach was doing. She invited us to start a branch of her business in another city, and we became certified referral marketing coaches through her company. Now, I'm using coaching in a loose term here because it was really more consulting, but I'll save that for another episode. Now I can offer my clients consulting in social media, online marketing, as well as referral marketing. And I enjoyed what I did. I finally got the work right, but I didn't like the structure. The business I joined was a franchise and licensed business. There was a structure that they had in place that they recommended that we use to grow the business and to stick with, but it wasn't quite the right fit for myself and Corey. What's even more important than that the values weren't the right fit. Here's the thing about values. There's the values that are on paper that sound great. And then there are the values that are enacted on, that are recognized. I didn't have the knowledge or the words to figure out what was going on. Why was I so unhappy? One of our core values is abundance. We believe in igniting endless possibilities to achieve our highest potential. With the franchise and license system, 
there is only one possibility. Follow that system. If you're a big creator like I am, you may feel limited that you cannot create outside of the bounds. Another core value that we have is we lead by example. We honor our agreements, we walk our talk, and we are self-accountable. Unfortunately, we didn't always encounter that in the partners we had in the business. Two other values that we have are compassion and respect, particularly for people who are different from us. People who are different from the main people in the company were not understood or not respected. And not to say that I was perfect or Corey was perfect. We were definitely learning and I'm still learning. But to not be open to listening to others, particularly when they state it's important, that was heartbreaking for me. I think that's what the difference is. I am open to learn. I'm not trying to bag on other companies in this episode. What I really want to share is the lessons that I learned from trial and error. One big lesson is not checking in with my core values. If I'm looking at another opportunity, one of the things I have to make sure it's in alignment with is my core values. I can ask myself, how does it align with my core value of abundance? How is this in alignment with my core value of leading by example? And so on. If you've ever felt burnt out or wronged or something just isn't right, I highly recommend taking a look at those values matching and check to see if something is in conflict with each other. Another lesson I've learned is don't burn the boat. Coaches, especially business coaches, love telling their clients, if you keep holding on to that plan B, you're never going to get to plan A. Now, that may work when you're 20 and you've got nothing to lose. But as you have more responsibilities and a lifetime of experience, you don't have to completely let go of who you are in the past. If you can build from that previous experience, you don't have to let go everything you had built up instead of completely starting from scratch again. Instead of building on that mountain of knowledge, I threw it all away to start from scratch. Partly, I think, because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. But also, I think it was also a way for me to lock away the feelings I had about failure and to face the shame I felt from having to close down a business. I'd put so much stigma on that failure is bad versus failure is good. If I could fail faster, I can learn so many more lessons and build on top of that. I took failure so personally that I just wanted to lock it away and never wanted to see it again. Learning how to embrace my failure and to be grateful for it was a huge lesson for me. And finally, my biggest lesson from this business journey I've had so far is forgetting to start with me and what I really wanted. I'm recording this episode in December, and this is a great time for reflection. If you are looking back in order to plan forward for the new year, a wonderful exercise to do is to learn from this past year. What went well? What do you want more of? What do you want to stop happening? And a wonderful question to ask yourself if you won the lottery and you don't have to worry about money. How would you spend your work day? This is an exercise that I've done many times. And I don't think I really believe that I can make it happen. 
Today, I am releasing that regret of not moving forward with my dreams, and I'm just going to do it. As a marketer, I know how to make money. I know how to market something, how to sell something. And I've got the trust in my own knowledge that I know what to do. I know how to do this. And by doing this, I will attract the right people who want to work with me. I invite you to learn from my lessons. Check in with your core values. Recognize your strengths and your accomplishments and see how you can build from them. Recognize your strengths and Recognize your strengths and accomplishments and see how you can build upon them and dream about your ideal workday. I have a free journal you can use to help plan the best year ever in the description below. Use this as a tool to plan your best year ever in your life and your business. If you're ready to hear more conversations about the ups and downs of having your own business, especially if you are in the marketing industry, subscribe. And marketers, let's take wing.